support for this podcast comes from Goodman. Goodman Manufacturing Company LP produces a complete line of refreshingly affordable air conditioning and heating equipment. All Goodman brand products are designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. For more information, visit GoodmanMFG.com. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your favorite podcast player of choice. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone that registration is open for your SGI Fall Expo. It will be held in beautiful Temecula, California. That's Southern California wine country. Now, if you want to come early uh, for two days prior, Learning Alliance is offering a class called Developing Effective Managers. So come check that out. I know we're going to have over a thousand people in attendance at this expo, but there are only so many rooms because this is a smaller property. So please register soon. Uh, You can do so by visiting your SGI Hub website and doing so right there. I look forward to seeing you there. Today's show features Kelly Good of Goods Roofing in Burton, Michigan, which is just outside of Flint. Um, I love talking to Kelly because he's a great guy, hardworking dude, um, been an SGI member for a long time, helped, helps a lot of other SGI members. Um, but I really like Kelly. And why we're talking today is he is proof that less is more. And here's what I mean by that. You know, As you will hear, for a long time, Kelly and his wife, Michelle, would chase those top-line revenue dollars. They'd hire more people, sell more jobs, and ultimately, uh, they generated close to $5 million in sales at one point. Uh, but it wasn't really what they wanted out of the business, as they found. Um, fast forward to 2020, Goods Roofing uh, only did $1.8 million, but it was at a staggering 22% net profit. And Kelly expects the same in 2021. So let's be honest. It's the net dollars that really count. Um, and here's the best part. Kelly will say, yeah, business is still a little chaotic at times, but he has far more control over it. Goods Roofing is highly selective about the clients they take. Uh, that means they have customers who are happy to pay their prices uh, and are happy about the work. Uh, their technicians are making gr- great money and have great work-life balance. Uh, and Kelly has more free time to work on the business proactively. Um, he has time to coach his youngest son in sports, um, and he's soon to be working on some cabin, on a cabin he purchased in some land um, just outside of town, not too far. So. Uh, Kelly and Michelle are a great lesson that you can have a sensational life in the trades, and that doesn't mean chasing those top-line dollars all the time. Again, it's the bottom-line ones that count. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Kelly Good of Goods Roofing and take away a nugget or two. Kelly, thank you so very, very much for taking time with me today. I cannot thank you enough. I really appreciate it. Uh, For those tuning in that haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, could you please share with them? Uh, your name, your company name, and where you guys are located. Hey, everyone. Uh, Kelly Good with Goods Roofing up in Michigan, uh, Burton, uh, just on the outskirts of uh, Flint, Michigan. Very nice. Very nice. Well, again, thank you to, for, for hopping on the show. Very excited to have you. Uh, just so people understand kind of the size and scope of your business, uh, let's just talk personnel a little bit. Um, what do you, who's in, in, the, uh, in the office? Let's start with the office. Who? Who's all managing goods roofing there on that side? So uh, besides myself, I had my wife, Michelle. Um, oh. She joined the business uh, in 2012, mm-hmm. uh, where she she come from the credit union business before, managing yep. a couple credit unions. So yep. um, she's the head chief in the office. Uh, <laughs> Sharp she had, lady. 
Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, like we talked earlier, she's my DME. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, and then we have a, a semi-retired uh, lady. Okay. That uh, works part-time. Uh-huh. Her name is Mira. And uh, we're, we've been really enjoying uh, having a part-time person. Yeah, yeah. Because um, she's so relaxed and, you know, it's not about money or nothing like that. Right. She just um, enjoys the work. She just she enjoys Michelle. She's actually a customer. <laughs> oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, we just insulated her home uh, a week before uh, she hired her. She come in to pay her bill, and she wouldn't leave. Her and Michelle just hit it off, and then next thing you know, she come in Monday and she was working part time for us. So is, is she what, answering phones, helping with some bookkeeping, yeah. or what's she doing? Um, yeah, All answering that. phones and. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, currently, you know, the pandemic kind of changed everything. So um, yeah. Michelle leaves the office at 2.30 to go pick up our little one. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so our office essentially closes at 2.30. Yeah. Uh, we got Marina coming in at 2.30 till 6. Oh, nice. We grab them phone calls that we, you know, tend to miss at that time. So, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we have uh, two technicians. I have uh, Caleb. He's been with us uh, for about seven years now. Okay. Um, and then his, we call him his partner, but uh, they work together a lot and they split up a lot. They both run appointments. They both uh, sell repairs. Yeah. They do the repairs. Okay. They sell the insulation. They do the insulation. Okay. And uh, they also sell full replacements. We've, uh, the last two years, we've uh, turned them on to full replacements too. So great. 50% of their time is run leads during yeah. the week. And the other 50% is uh, installed. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. And then you were doing some sales too, right? Yep. And I've been out uh, doing some sales the last couple of years. It, uh, yeah. you know, I had been a good 10 years since I ran any leads. Yeah. Like I said, I jumped back in it just because uh, I felt like I was so disconnected from the business. Sure. And uh, since my name and face is all over everything, it's really hard to just step away completely and be away from it. And sure. Um, and of course, trying to polish things up and whatnot. So the yeah. last two years, I've been running leads as well with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, currently, you know, um, the last probably month, we've been able to back me off of all the lead of any okay. lead. Really, I'm still yeah. doing it part time here and there because right? I I've got my own customer base that you know, 25 years that. Uh, so I still had my production and I had my few sales every week that I still yeah a part, mostly on the replacement side. Sure. So I'm the roofing expert in the office. And um, so everybody leans on me for all the answers for that stuff. And sure. I got my techs out in the field overseeing the crews. I got two crews. You have two crews. Okay. Uh, yeah. Two crews. Yeah. So it's kind of where we stand right now. Big, big yeah. change from uh, a couple of years ago. I was going to say, and we'll, and we'll get into that because that's why I, I think it's fascinating of your story is how you kind of uh, you've uh, figured out what you really wanted out of the business and maybe dialed it back a little bit and gotten super profitable. And that's really why we're talking. So just for share with everyone, maybe the last couple of, well, this year where, where you are net profit wise and, and then last year as well. And uh, just so people understand and give it and let them know what your revenue is as well. So kind of get a full scope of what good roofing uh, is financially. Yeah, we'll go back to the 17, which was the highest year we had. And it was because we had a huge uh, catastrophic windstorm in the state. Sure. We were at 4.8 million. Um, yeah. The margins 
you know, at the end of the day, I bet you they were in the tens, ten, yep. ten somewhere. Um, because quite frankly, we didn't collect all the money from the insurance companies when it was all said and done. Yeah, uh, because we're missing pictures or we're missing documentation, and it just mm-hmm. got to the point where just write it off and move on. You know, right. after a year and a half of trying to collect it, and sure, we got bigger fish to fry. So, um, and then um, you know, we kind of backed down from that a little bit. Uh, Three point five million the following year. Right now, we're last year we did one point eight. We're at twenty two percent net. <laughs> uh, this year, right now, we're running. Uh, 23% net, and That's awesome. Um, everything is, you know, it's chaotic in its own way, but it's under control. Yeah. It's yeah. controlled chaos now, I guess, if that's the right yeah. way to say it. Um, so you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. And yeah, I'm not running leads, and I really don't know where I'm fitting in right now, but <laughs> I'm just gonna hover around and making sure you know, I'm yeah. here for everybody, and right. Right. Uh, my goal is to, you know, get to the, do some more recruiting, get better at HR. Sure. Um, and uh, start looking for that one superstar, you know, and, and my goal would be to find one, one superstar in the next probably 24 months. I'm in no hurry whatsoever. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and we'll maybe get into that in a, in a minute, how, yeah. you know, when you grow, we grow fast because of storms and stuff that, that invites other challenges and headaches and, and I think um, just in talking to you before we start recording, you're you seem like you're in a, you're in a good space. You're happy with where things are. You said control chaos, but at least you have a finger on everything. You know your customers are being taken care of really well, and 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 you're happy. And obviously, who's going to complain about twenty percent net plus, right? I think that's awesome, and I think that's a real credit to you and Michelle and 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 the business you built. So I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Real quick, yeah, real quick. Let's let's di- dive into your story just a little bit. I you know I've known. And for those who are watching or listening, I've known Kelly for a long time. He's been a great member, very helpful to other members, just a good dude. Um, you joined SGI RSI in 2010, I believe. Maybe talk about where the business was leading up to that, because uh, it, you know, it was chaotic back then, but uh, maybe not as profitable back then either, right? Chaotic, yeah, it was chaotic. Um, <laughs> profitable, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, Bob. Um, well, the, the the big plaque is right out in the hallway there. Um, you got to walk by it once in a while with the uh, with the book, you know, the magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, and then of course they see it out at Expo. Um, it's quite oh yeah, to see that you know. Um, but uh, you know, 2010. Where was I at 2010? Yeah, Michelle wasn't part of the business then yet. Uh, right. You guys were da- were you guys dating that? Yeah, we're yeah dating. yeah. Um, so, well, Vegas Expo. Right after I joined, I don't know if Expo was first or my wedding out there in Vegas. Right, I right. I think Expo was first, <laughs> and then we flew back out a month later and got married out there. You know, I think yeah, I think I remember the story. But um, yeah, um, so 2010 when we joined, um, you know, I guess the premise behind it was, man, I got to get my crap together if I'm going to marry this woman. You know. Right, right. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, she had her crap together. She master's degree and had a great job and good salary yeah, and benefits. Very successful. And, um, she was doing very well. Had a house yeah. that was paid for, and she was doing very well. And yeah. you know, I I knew I just needed to do better. And right, you know, at the end of the day, you know, going to profit day down there in Chicago. I mean, yeah. 
quite frankly, we couldn't afford the hotel you guys were staying in. Sure. So we stayed down at the, the shoddy inn down the road in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> All things have changed. Yeah, right. Cockroaches and everything in that place, yeah. man. Sketchy, sure. but, uh, and, you know, we didn't have the money to join, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and it was essentially my company, so I wasn't asking her for any money or anything sure. like that. She didn't have it either, but uh, she focused on paying her, paying her mortgage and all that stuff off. Oh, yeah. I respect so, that for sure. Um, so I had a you know a little bit of credit card balance, and I bounced yeah. my $5,000 deposit on a credit card balance, and yeah. promised you guys I'd pay you back, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, it, so, but at the end of the day, I was probably a quarter million dollars in debt with suppliers, and yeah, um, I was building our our, our front building, our twelve hundred square foot building. We had just right. put out a little house on a commercial property that Michelle and I bought together. Yeah, um, and that I ended up kind of running out of money on that. I had to rob Peter to pay Paul and get it all finished, and I was digging trenches and laying pipe when I was building this and I was answering a phone at the same time at the bottom of the trench to, yeah, I was answering a phone then, you know, it was, it was me. Yeah. I, let me, if I interject real quick, yeah. your fault was never hard work. I mean, you, you worked your butt off. Uh, yeah. it was just, I think it's pricing, right? Pricing and not knowing your numbers. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you remembered, you're like, Oh yeah. I, what I found out is I'd make, uh, I'd make some money on one job, you know, and then I'd lose your shirt on another job, right? I mean, that's kind of how it was back then. Yeah. I had uh, employees at the time up to, I think, close to 20, 25 of them. Yeah. Um, and seeking advice from others was, oh, you need a, you know, you need an office. You, this was before RSI. Um, yeah. You need some, you know, guys to help you do this and that. And so I hired a few people and uh, added a bunch of fans and equipment and tools, the overhead kept on going up. And I, I remember sitting in my pole barn at my house and telling my guys, um, like, Hey man, I can't charge anymore. You know, right. right. we gotta, you know, make money on these jobs. Otherwise it's mm -hmm. not going to work, you know? So yeah. And unbeknownst to me, I could charge more if I, you know, yeah. start figuring it out. So yeah, you know, I wasn't priced right at all. I was, I was priced, uh, within the going rate of the community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, I think, you know, at one point, picked up the phone and called up the com competition and said, "Hey, what would you charge me for a 412 roof?" You know, and sure. you get an idea, or you would hear it out and about in the, you know, out there. And I wasn't, right. you know, and I I had uh, the roofing dog. You know, that I got yep. that in six. Yep. And the advice from that guy was, you know, uh, you know, I think he's still at 250 a square. <laughs> um, in price, you know, so advice yeah. from him wasn't the greatest when it comes to financials. Yeah, um, but you're looking for something. You were looking for yeah, something. I was. I was trying yeah. to improve things, but you know, the overhead out, you know, out through the at two twenty five a square or something. I was at. I honestly think yeah. that's where I was at. Um, 2010, something like that. It was. It was right. low. Right. Um, and, I don't know how you, you know, manage that. You know, at all. But at the end of the day, there was no money left over. You know, I got. I was oh, right. overpaid. Well, really, we're all the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was current with everything anyway, but, you know, there was never any money left over at the end. And then every now and again, I would have an extra 20 grand and I would throw it in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I paid my bills, you know. And got sure. my, I knew that wasn't right, you know. Um, yeah. So, so that's where we ended up, you know. We, yeah. 
losing the ties in the old Compass magazine didn't scare me no more. I was like, I gotta pick the <laughs> and uh, figure this all out. So yeah, the pricing yeah. was huge. Uh, right. Huge well. Deal. Yeah. And then you had people, I mean, you had trouble, if I remember back then, with your people buying into this increased pricing, too. You ultimately ended up just you and other guy selling repairs. And, and by the way, before I let you, repairs wasn't a thing. You didn't do a lot of repairs when you first started, right? That, that no, we did not. Putting under, right, right. You know, when someone called, they had a leak, you know, I'd be like, you know, like everybody else that I see now, like, yeah, I'm coming. I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then you just quite frankly don't go because something else come up and yeah. You know, there was, you knew there was nothing there. It was a waste of your time anyway, because you quite frankly didn't charge more than 75 bucks for a repair or right. 50 bucks for a pipe boot. And you knew you weren't making any money anyway. So there, what's the point yeah. of going? And then you'd right. sell people and you know, I knew that wasn't right either. So we just yeah, we did quite frankly did no repairs at all. Right, right. You know, none whatsoever. Um but uh so yeah, you know, the Joining in 2010, we, like I said, Michelle wasn't a part of the business. And right. The group of guys that I had, they were employees. And that's what we found was once we started, I remember the DME on the whiteboard in the front building in, in the garage part of the front building I was telling you about earlier. Sure. Um, you know, and specifically, we're talking about the same conversation that we talked about years ago was, you know, they would. You know, the overtime would burn up the profits on any jobs that we made money on that week. Right. And some of the jobs we didn't make money on. So we were just, right. we were just, uh, you know, we were working and it looked good and everything, but behind the scenes, sure. it wasn't that great, you know? And right. So when I joined the group, I, you know, we were just finishing the build of the building. We actually got the occupancy permit the day that we flew out. Oh, okay. To our first expo. Okay. It was in St. Louis uh, when it was just the roofers. That was the last sure. just the roofers together in, in St. Yeah. Louis. And, um, must have been in July or something. Yeah, I, I think that's when they were. Yeah. June or July. But um, we, but I was afraid to open up the doors because all I seen was we're going to have to close them in six months, you know, to be honest with you. Right. Kind of where, right. I was, where, where my mind was, you know. If sure. Also. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, the, co- the the guys that I had with me, which included a couple brothers, yeah, um, you know, we started implementing the uniforms, the the drug free, the no smoking on the job sites, and yeah, what well, you know, all hell broke loose then, you know, so, <laughs> right. Um, but at the same time, I mean, uh, what I found was they weren't making me money anyway. So what, what exactly? Exactly. What we were doing, and you know, they were too worried about. You know, it wasn't about numbers for them. It was just show up and work and yeah, get a paycheck. Yeah, you know that stuff. So, but there was you know fifteen other guys too. You know that we just uh, we literally yeah dwindled it within six months of joining. I think we were I was down to one guy. Yep. Yep. And uh, that was a best friend from kindergarten, Daryl, yeah. that worked with me, and you know that lasted a couple more years, and then. You know that didn't work out either because we yeah. got really focused on the business and sure you know um, so but still but still back then you you guys said okay if I remember it was like two of you just slammed a bunch of repairs yeah. and figured out the margins are awesome on repair work and you're like yeah. hey man why am I going to turn this down right and it yeah. kind of helped helped kind of launch the turnaround right you're able to clear it up did, some debt did. 
We could up some debt, get some the infrastructure in place. Now, when did Michelle? When did she officially start? Was it like 2012? 2012, late in 2012. Okay. You know, I had uh, I had a million and a half in AR from the insurance companies and the mortgage companies. Oh man. Because <laughs> um, I had no idea what what to do. I yeah. Yeah. Wes and Eric didn't go over that in that two hour meeting. <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, that was her job. She sat in a corner and literally just rang every insurance company that owed us money and every mortgage company and found just out what that. they needed to finalize invoices and yeah. stuff to get it collected. And she just powered right through it. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the year, I mean, at that time, her overhead was, it was still pretty low. Sure. And because I hadn't started the marketing plan, I hadn't, you know, added a lot of stuff yet. We had added some, but not a lot. Yeah. So profits were good that year. And we just kind of sat down and looked at it. You know, let's just keep her full time. You know, she don't, you know, need to go back to the bank or anything like that. You know, so we got our insurance and we had a little bit of money in the bank. So we just started there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you were profitable now, so you guys could both afford to pay each other. Right. You're not just taking, you know, you're not just taking profit out of the business. You're both getting salaries. Uh, You're able to focus more on, you know, she is your, she's the back end, right? She's your human KPI machine, right? She's got the financials down. I mean, operations background for, for a credit union, right? So I'm pretty sure she's, she's good with numbers. Um, You can stay focused on the guys and sales. And in a way, you guys went. Now, um, that storm I know afforded you the ability to uh, start investing in some marketing, right? So you uh, you branched into some television, and uh, now I know you've dialed it back since then. But maybe just kind of share with people what you know what you guys did, what you promoted. Um, were you were you doing? Um, you just you know were you talking about repairs, or were you mostly just branding yourself? What did those spots look like then, and, and then now? Yeah, um, you know, really, it hasn't changed a whole lot from then till now. Um, yeah. it's, and I would say it's it's been probably ninety nine percent branding because you know we use the roofing dog. Yep. Um, and so a lot of people knew about us because of the roofing dog, and we were we were okay branded for a little while when we were first joined the group. Yeah. But um, you know, we had the storm, and, and my fear was the storm. All that money and all the extra work was going to go away, you know, because it was. Right. We were, it was. Yeah. On the, you know, there was no more signing up five customers at a time with the <laughs> hailstorm. You know, it was. Right. Now we had to think about okay, we like this, you know, because we went from seven hundred thousand in revenue to two point one that year, <laughs> and, and we really liked that amount of money. Sure. Um, we wanted to keep on doing it that way, so we put a we we started. Uh, I started interviewing on the advice of Bill Weaver. Uh, yeah. Good old, uh, what was the uh, license plate that he talked about? The old proper uh, vibrating profit. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he vibrated. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But um, so, you know, he looked at my financials and he's seen I only spent about a thousand bucks in, in our marketing, you know, which probably was a Facebook or not a Facebook, but a Yelp or Yellow Pages ad. Yeah. The extent of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so he said, you really need to look at that. So we talked about it. Yeah. Um, so I started interviewing uh, agencies, marketing agencies. Sure. Um, this was uh, probably 
you know, the, the storm happened in March, February, I don't know, somewhere around there, spring. And, uh, you know, by June, July, I was thinking a year ahead already. I was like, okay, I got to, this ain't going to last forever. Right. How do we keep this going? And, and what do we need to do to keep it going? So I reached out to Bill and his advice was to get a marketing plan together. So we did that. Yep. I started uh, interviewing agencies. Yeah. Um, and right in the middle of that, uh, a whole bunch of rain came. <laughs> right. And filled up our building, you know. We had a massive flood in 2012. We've um, had some stuff, yeah. So we ended up, you know, the ironic part of that, Bob, was um, one of the, I ended up hiring the agency from a car dealership I had to take the, one of our vans to. That's right. That's right. And I this now. That's, that's, you know, because all the agencies that I interviewed with, uh, you know, weren't impressive at all. I actually had one of them ask me if I wanted business cards. Um, <laughs> you know, I was a little behind business cards. Um, yeah. I don't think they understood what we were wanting to do. But anyway, the, yeah. I, had a, I had the dealership's marketing group reach out to me to um, put me in one of their TV commercials because they wanted to attract some more commercial business. Sure, sure. And that was when the uh, Detroit Tigers were in the World Series. Oh, yeah. And this prominent dealership around here put me in probably, I don't know, four or 5,000 ads on TV. Oh, wow. That summer. And it yeah. just run constantly. And I mean, it was really just a, the focus was on me. They had their little logo in the bottom right. Yeah. Um, it was two wrapped vehicles in front of my building with me talking. Oh, and, man. Um, so Thank I ended you. up here that agency, you know, sure, uh, sure. by the time the World Series was over and they actually ran it during the World Series. So I got all this besides the uh, that TV that I got for free. Um, every newspaper and every news channel showed up at my office <laughs> the morning of the flood. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I got a bunch of nice publicity, you know, a little negative, I thought. But it was yeah, good. yeah. But, you know, we ended up having to move to the house for a couple months while we remodeled our yeah. brand new company. And yeah. uh, so we put together a contract for about 60000 to uh, start a bunch of TV uh, advertisements. And yeah. um, really, it was uh, we did a whole bunch of customer testimonials. We grabbed yeah. about two dozen of our customers from the storm that we had done work for that wanted to be on TV. And um, <laughs> we interviewed them. You know, similar to what we're doing now, we'd put them in a TV commercial. Right. We're right. branding ourselves real heavy, and yeah, and yeah. Ultimately, we that led to a um, a TV commercial just for roofing repairs and a TV commercial just for roofing replacement. Replacements. Yeah, yeah. And was, it, you know, was that running on like network TV, or were you on targeted cable stations? Um, there, there's one TV station here that's pretty prominent. Okay. And we just focused on that one. Um, okay. We focused on um, because we didn't have a ton of money every month. What's that? Five right. grand a month. That's not a lot. Yeah. Um, it's enough though. Yeah. Right. Because that's where I'm at now. And the so we focused on like when Good Morning America runs in the morning, right? Our, yep. our, we found our clientele to be of, of age, if you will. Yep. And uh, a lot of them are watching the news and the weather uh, Mondays and Thursdays specifically. Yep. Because the premise behind that was everybody's coming. Everybody's going to be watching. More people will be watching the news on Monday 
because they're trying to catch up because they were gone all weekend or sure. And then the same thing for Thursday. They're trying to plan out their weekend. They're watching the news. They're watching yes. the weather. Um, so we pounded the uh, two days a week, Mondays and Thursdays, um, mm-hmm. during the, the most viewed times in the morning and the most viewed times in the evening at six o'clock. Yep. yep. No, that's that's good. That's good info because I know a lot of a lot of members, a lot of small businesses will just contact be contacted by you know sales reps from TV or radio, and they'll sell them these packages where they're running it like midnight, you know, and oh yeah, I get all these spots and like you never seen. So it's right. You're better off spending the money to run at some really targeted times. So that's great that that yeah. they, they you guys did that right. And I was hounded by all them sales reps from the radio stations, oh. TV for years. And <laughs> sure. And you're right. I mean, my advice to anybody was would be to never hire any of them. Right. With your own rep, because my rep essentially is free. I don't, I've never paid the guy a dime. Yeah, um, it's all commission based. The way all of that works, there's a commission on every TV commercial in every spot, and it's right. either the in-house agency salesperson's going to get the commission, or your guy's going to get the commission. Exactly. Because uh, we tried to go in without an agency when I switch agencies, and um, you can't do that either. You know, you, you're going to end up stuck with an in-house guy. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're they're about filling their spots. They're not about filling your spots. So 100%, 100%. Well, and that, you know, that's why it's important that, you know, as we talked earlier, you got priced right, you know, you got your margins right. So you can invest a little bit more, you know, you can spend a little bit more because you, you've got it built into your budget that you can, you can advertise the right way, you know, and if you're worried about robbing Peter to pay Paul, like you said earlier, you can't, you know, you, you, you know, every dollar is going to matter. And, you know, people, that's when they start thinking, well, I'll just try and nickel and dime my, my broadcast advertising. And it's just a waste of money when it comes down to it. It's, it comes down to how many leads are you getting for your dollars? And if you spend, you know, $2,000 and you're all over the place and no one sees you, you get nothing out of it. So um, I think you got a great lesson that people can take from that for sure. Yeah. It, and, it, you know, um, having an agency, I know the group's got the brand guys, which is probably identical to what similar to what I do locally sure. here. But, sure. Um, you know, I just use a local rep that uh, right. he's he, schedules at all i don't have to do anything yeah. with it you know yeah um and now you know he does all my graphic design he does you know he's got a guy for that and you know a little bit of everything so he's a real helpful person and, and yeah. quite frankly i don't i don't he makes the money off the commission of the of the tv spots you know sure yeah and then you know like we, we were talking again before i hit record on this you know you got to keep a presence right it's important that you keep your name out yeah. there but you are not struggling for work if anything you're trying Try to dial it back a little bit. Maybe share with people how frequently, I mean, how booked out are you on, on you know, on jobs, on, on re-roofs, on repair appointments? How, how booked out are you these days normally? Yeah, um, you know, we were consistently four to six, six to eight weeks out on appointments, whether it's repair or replacement. Yeah. Whether it was I had two guys or 10 guys running leads, it didn't matter. We were just, you know, we were far out, which was great. Right. Um, and it worked, you know, but like I talked about on the repair side, it's difficult to run a service department when you're that far out. We don't have enough people. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, so we dialed it back. And like I was telling you earlier, it, it's taken me two years to turn it down. It wasn't uh, wasn't something I could just turn down overnight. Sure. Uh, because we had it all out there and we had people and all that good stuff. But what we found was, you know, all that. You know, we're all pushed and all taught to go after that top line revenue. I 
I mean, all you got to do is get on Facebook for five minutes and everybody's telling you, you need more leads and you need more revenue. Oh my God. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was a sucker for all of it. You know, I'll buy it all. <laughs> um, all <laughs> you're a sales guy. You're, you're, you make money, man. That's uh, your background. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everybody, we're all looking for that easy button. And, sure. uh, you know, some of that stuff is, you know, not what we should be doing. And that's what I've been doing the last couple of years is toning it down right. quite a bit so I can stay focused on our brand. Yep. You know, I don't know what a lot of people think of what their brand is, but branding isn't just your logo and who, you, you know, it's really who you are and um, exactly. what kind of integrity do you have and character and people, you know, and how you service the community and how you take care of them. So, you know, yes. um, staying focused on the brand instead of the revenue, um, yeah. we've learned it makes us way more money. Yeah. And uh, that's what we've done the last couple of years. So right. we, we wound it down to uh, what we did. We did 1.8 last year at yep. 20, 22%. Right, which is yeah. phenomenal. Which And, and, you know, and you've kind of learned, if I can interject, you kind of learned, I don't, I don't I hate to say the hard way, but you've tried to hire, and you have hired other, you've had a team of salespeople, right? And, yeah. and sometimes you find out what they're doing. You know, they say one thing, and then you find out when you talk to the customer, it's another. And that's why I think it's important to, and I'm glad you brought that up. Your brand is more than just some marketing. It's it's really it's who you are in your community. And you valued that too much to have those types of people. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, got to a rat race. You know, like I said, we we're just so busy. You know, we had a couple storms come through and we had to, you know, did we have, we didn't have to add people, but we chose to add people. Like sure. you said, That's right. Um, yeah. you know, you take the rough road sometimes and you get scraped up and you learn the yeah. hard way. Right. Um, sometimes them are the best lessons, you know, that's, yeah. you know, um, some of the best lessons that I learned and, and it's got me to this point. So, you know, I'm not afraid to jump in a bucket of fire. Um, <laughs> I'll jump right back out though. But, okay. Right, 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 right. You learn from it. You don't sit in it. You don't exactly. sit and smolder. I tell you, I know a lot of guys that sit and smolder and go, I don't get what's wrong, but something smells. I don't get it. <laughs> Woohoo. That didn't work. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, right. Right. Uh, you know, so it's just uh, learning. You know? I mean, we, sure. can, we can only learn so much from the group and we, our mentors and all that stuff. I mean, sometimes you just got to do it and figure yep. out your, your way. And, you know, we're all unique in ourselves. And yes. Not everybody's grown up to be this big leader of 50 guys or 100 people. And, um, and that's fine. And that's, you know, what I realized, you know, that's not me anyway. You know, yeah. I'm not that person. And that's why I'm okay with now where I'm at. I'm like, you know, um, my brand is what it is. It's very strong in our community. Um, I could probably turn off all my marketing right now, all my TV, and still hit numbers yeah. that I want to hit. Um, yep. I want to be relevant. I don't want to disappear. No, so, no, no. So I keep a little bit out there now. Sure. And, uh, well, you're, so, not, yeah. you're not wrapping it up anytime soon. You're a young guy. So it's good to have a presence out there in case... You know, that way you don't slow down. That way you stay. You can be yeah. selective. And you've said that. Maybe you, you you mentioned that to me earlier. You're selective with who you work with. Maybe you share that with people that you won't, you know, if someone's grumpy on the phone, you're like, oh, maybe you're, we're not the right company for you, right? Oh, and it's, it's exactly that. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes we work at Walmart, <laughs> you know, in the general public. I don't know. They're dirty, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I mean, we, we, you meet these people for two seconds on the phone and 
I mean, we follow scripts, we, you know, oh, yeah. not us, you know, and it just, quite frankly, some grumpy people. And, and, and they think um, because we advertise that we should pop everything right now and come to their house. Like, right? I mean, we had a guy last night, he called six times during my son's graduation. Yeah. You know, yeah. I did work for his neighbor in 2010. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted to, you know, we had some potential rain coming last night. And he wanted to get his uh, roof fixed before it rained. Uh, you know, right. quite frankly, we, we ain't calling the guy back. Yeah. We don't care. You know, yeah. well, you're not our customer. If you don't respect us for who we are yeah. and what we can do for you and what we've done for your neighbors, you're yeah. not our customer. And we're, right. we're not going to waste our time calling back. Right, right. You know, because so, yep. he's not going to pay our fee. Exactly. Right? And he wants it tomorrow. And, and yep. we're just, we're not chasing that no more. We're going to work for the people that respect us and um, who are, you know, they're tired of getting ripped off by contractors. They're tired. Uh, they don't want to go down that road. They want the yep. professional. And you know what? I'm willing to pay extra for that. And I yep. want you. And, and that's who we work for now. Yep. So you, you, you yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. No, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's it's what you do is just right. You market yourself to keep your name out there, right? So you have that presence, and yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get the three percenters or whatever. It might be it's five percent now. The population that's a pain in the butt, right? But you do great work, and you know, and people know they're taken care of, and you put a roof on the guys, the neighbor's house ten years ago. It must be working great, you know, and and so you know, so you get the word of mouth. You do the, the advertising, you treat people the right way, and you can be selective. So I think you're, you're a testament to that. Support for this podcast comes from Learning Alliance. SGI members, you can gain virtually unlimited access to the vast assortment of high-impact sales, communication, leadership, and management training provided by Learning Alliance by becoming a Total Access member. In addition with Total Access, you gain access to an arsenal of online instructional videos to augment your training at home. You get the in-person and online training for an incredibly small monthly investment. And training is most definitely an investment. Members on average see a return of $3 for every one they spend with Learning Alliance. To sign up, go to the new Learning Alliance training portal on your SGI Hub website or call at 941-702-9623. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Kelly Good of Goods Roofing in Burton, Michigan. Uh, we're talking about chasing less revenue, but being more profitable and enjoying a, a better work-life balance. Kelly's had so much to share so far. Let's jump back into my conversation with Kelly Good of Goods Roofing in Burke, Michigan. I'd love to talk to you about, you know, you said you got the two techs that do, you know, they sell, they do their own repairs. Um, it's great, you know, because I think more and more we see in the industry is the, uh, they'll have guys go out there and sell the repairs and then they'll book them out, you know, later on. So I'm kind of intrigued. What you know, so one of the gentlemen has been with you seven years. How, how long has the other uh, individual been with you? Has he been there? Uh, three, three years. Three years. So that's pretty Lucas, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, Lucas has been with us for three years. And okay, uh, they uh, Caleb he he was a sub for us. He ran a crew. Okay. For a short period. Um, yeah. But very similar to most of the sub crews, it's very hard to keep a decent crew together. Yeah. And uh, so we knew he was. Uh, cut from a different cloth. Yeah. He had, you know, very clean cut guy, very, um, very well put together. Yeah. Come from a decent home. Wasn't, uh, wanted by the law. You know, none of that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, um, so 
I basically told him I can't sub no more work for you, but I got a job for you. And yep. I can run with this. And he's um he's run with it very well. He loves it. Um yep. what he cleared, he cleared ninety-eight thousand last year. Yeah. Ninety-seven the year before. That's great. Um so he's doing he's doing very well, you know. Yeah, he's happy. He's doing very well and he really enjoys it. So, you know, last That's great. few years he's starting to get a big customer base of his own where you know, clients are calling. They just want Caleb out there. Sure, sure. Uh, we had a client in our office dropping off a deposit yesterday. Um, she she and her husband are ministers at their church and in a ministry and whatnot. And they just loved him to death. And, yeah. You know, now they want him to go uh, put a roof on the church, you know. So he's got oh. he's going out there next week to look at the church. So it's, there you it's go. amazing how that leads to just being a good person. Um, Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It's crazy. You know, we go back to the sales side of it, you know, and how he sells and what he does. He's very similar to what I am. He's just a good, genuine dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he don't ask for no, I mean, he, he don't push. He he's just a good dude. And right. You're going to buy from him if you like him. You know, it's all about likability and trust with him. Yes. Yes. And uh, so we don't get into none of the sales stuff, uh, the, the tactics. Maybe we could do a little bit better there, but um but at the same time, you know, when we get feedback like that from all of his clients, yeah, literally like every one of them talk like that about him. Yeah. So he's in a good, he's in a very good place. That's you know, that's great. Now, now when he, yeah, when he now when he goes out, maybe just I would like to talk about your process a little bit, just so people yeah. understand it. Um, is he doing like a whole inspection? Is he filling out some kind of paper report, getting in the attic, and you know, and and doing the full, you know. Showing what the value is, right? You're paying a service fee. You guys do the service fee. Yeah, seventy nine dollars. Yeah, I love it. Seventy nine dollars. That's that's better. That's better than we we tell a lot of people. Um, and he's you know he's he's putting the effort in, right? He's looking at everything again. Is he filling out something on paper? Or are you guys on iPads now, or use some kind of some software yeah, for that? On paper, we're we're, paper, we're yep. you know we're we're paper people here. Yeah, um, I like that. We do spreadsheets. Um, but yeah, um, the family first survey, he's got it. Yeah. So, okay, good. Uh, we've, uh, modified it a little bit, but, uh, sure. sure. I've probably modified it 20 times now, you know? Well, yeah, you've been doing this yeah. a little while, Kelly. Right there. You know? Nice. I there like it. Boy, I like it. You, you even had, I didn't, this was not prepared at all. I did not ask you to do that. Oh, uh, well, I don't think the wife knows it, but she left this on my desk when she ran out of here earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but uh you know here's the here's the questionnaire. I mean yeah. I'll, admit I'll admit it. There ain't nothing on there, Bob. Yeah. You know? Look at that. But he's asking he's asking a lot of that stuff. You know, he goes right. through we don't we don't want it to be a uh an interview. We don't want it to be uncomfortable because sure we have guys in our market, which everybody else does, where they're just drilling them, you know, and they yeah. You know, we, I, and I remember some of the training that I went through is uh, wear them out for three hours and yeah. they won't want to go through this again. Yeah. You know, they'll sign with you. Well, if that's what it's got to be to hire us, I don't, I don't want to do business like that. No. So, and, I and I think that's changed a bit too. I think that's changed. I think people are a little less patient with that, but. You know, yeah. but the thing is, is everybody's still doing it out there in the market, you know? Yeah. So when we come in there nice and relaxed and I mean, we have all this memorized, there's a, a lot right. of that's covered in the conversation many times exactly. over. Um, exactly. We've got the drawing drawing portion and all the checklist stuff. 
Yep, yep. Um, and he yep. doesn't fill that out either sometimes, too. <laughs> right, right, right. He's right. still got the sales, so that's all it matters. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I think top salespeople and, te- well, and technicians, they go through those surveys in the other trades as well. It's yeah. all verbal. And then they might make take notes a little bit, but they don't, you know, once they are comfortable with it and they know it, it's part of yeah. who they are. And he's and been using conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and, stuff. And especially with the things the, in the last year, I mean, you didn't sit down with anybody. You know, we were doing everything from the front porch. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, so um, the last year has been even even more different. And I know everybody went, uh, bought into the, what they call it, uh, well, online or whatever, doing oh, yeah. sales calls that way. Sure. Uh, remotely or whatever. Like we are right now doing a sales call. We are right call. now. Uh, we didn't get into none of that. We just, you know, if you got a roof problem, you just. You want it fixed. Yeah, you want it fixed. <laughs> you want it fixed. We're fixed. And we're talking yeah. on phones through the glass of someone's yeah. door. And, and we yeah. did very well doing it that way. So we just stuck sure. with it. But, uh, you know, I don't force the issue of them filling it out. We could get better, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, they're. You know they're pretty fine-tuned at what they do and, and yeah. pretty polished at what they do. We have our process, so yeah, and they, they get all stuff. Yeah, and they get all the information, so they make people think about stuff that maybe they wouldn't have thought about otherwise by asking those questions. Um, now, when they go out, say for you know a, a typical repair or whatever, now they do you guys build like three options? Do you follow that, or um, you know, are there instances where you'll have you know if it's if it's a roof that's really banged up? Will you give them a repair option and a replacement option, or what's your what's your philosophy on on options? I guess is what I'm trying to get we, to. We, um, you know, repair. We're pretty strict at repair. Either it's repairable or it's not. That was something something that I learned early on in the group. Um, that you, you know you can't repair everything. I mean, you can, right? You can try. You try. But yeah. um, at the same time, the um, you know, you end up owning that roof after the fact. You know, right. if it's a roof that needs to get replaced, it should be replaced. So we, you know, we we jumped in that bucket of fire and learned that too. That uh, so I'm real strict on what we repair and what we okay what we replace. I guess you know, and, yeah, you know, because we get a lot of funky stuff that uh, people want you to repair, and we just say no. We because yeah. otherwise they're just going to be screaming at you tomorrow. Right, because, right. You know, we're charging a lot of money. You know, they give us two, yeah. three grand to make a repair to a section of the roof. Yeah. And you know, ten feet away, it's shot over there too. And yeah. You know, why didn't you tell me about that? Yeah. Well, you, so, again, it, it comes down to you do the right thing. You respect and and you um, you protect your brand, and that's part of your brand. If you come out and you sell an expensive repair, and then you're like, well, I'm not going to tell them about that hole over there, and I'll wait from you know in six months yeah. when that happens. That's just not. I mean, it's not ethical. Uh, either right so you're doing yeah. the right thing for your customers yeah and and we're just honest with them either it's repairable or it's not you know so we right. judge that uh you know in some of our qualifying on the phone um that Mary right. and michelle, <clears throat> excuse me that michelle sure. yeah. to help determine is it a repair or replacement do we charge a fee and don't we charge a fee yeah um, we just make our own judgment calls on that sometimes right. it, you know sometimes we're wrong but it is what it is you know yeah um so you know, they, uh, yeah, they do, you know, they're doing the full inspection, attic space. Yep. Um, 
And I, of course, I started doing insulation years ago. So attic space has always been a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, because we're going to sell attic insulation as well, or we're going to correct a, a problem with ventilation in the attic. Or Right, right. I don't think that gets talked enough about. There's a most what it's like nine out of 10 rooms are not properly ventilated. I forget what this, maybe it's eight out of 10, some absurd number. I remember looking at the research years ago. And, and maybe it's getting better now in the industry, but in that, I mean, really, do you see that a lot? Yeah, it's the ventilation. I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't see a lot of, you know, stuff's ventilated, you know? I mean, yeah. codes were different back in the day, but things are ventilated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The problem is, is they're not insulated correctly. They're not insulated, right. We're losing right. all that humidity and the heat we're putting it in the attic. Yep. That's, you know, because I hear a lot of guys will, um, some may agree with this, some might not, um, but, you know, ventilation is not going to solve an ice dam issue. Right. right. I got, I'll, I'll put money on it, right? Right, just, right. Ventilation, you know, you're going to circulate some air, but that's not solving the. No, the, no. It's a heat comes We're up here in Michigan. Sure. We got ice dams like crazy. Sure. At the end sure. Of the day, you're losing heat from the inside of your home. Yep. Yep. That's true. It in, you know, so, yep. um, you know, again, with the insulation, we're, we're kind of specialized in that. We only touch what we want to touch. And, yeah, do what we want to do, and we're problem solvers. We're not uh, we're not going in there just insulating, you know, and doing a whole bunch of production insulating. We're we're fixing a huge problem, huge mold sure. problem. And we're getting. Paid well, I was going to say the mold issue is. Yeah, we didn't even talk yeah. about the health issue of it. Yeah. That makes it. I'm sure that makes it an easy upsell as well. It's just go, hey, yeah. all that moisture. Guess what it does to the wood and and all the the structure of your home, right? Yeah, so we'll do quite a few redecks, you know, re replace all the sheeting, re-insulate. Right. Uh, bring in a mold guy to remediate that and yeah. you know, run with it. So and now, we'll that, it, you know, so yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I know insulation, the guys that do the margins are nuts. They're phenomenal in that. Uh, yeah, now are you sell are you are you like bundling that with re-roofs or are you bundling it with repairs or is it a separate sale? That you'll do, like, okay, this is what your repair is. This is what the insulation is. Or are you just going to put them together and give them separate? Op- you know, how, how do you how do you how do you communicate that? How do you sell it to the homeowner? Yeah, whether it's a repair or replacement, we're getting in the attic. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our things that we have to do as that professional company is to share with them what we see. Exactly, it's as simple as that. We're not selling nothing. Right, right. So they got right. a problem. They call us out to fix their problem. Yeah, and Okay, it's not what they thought it was, and it's not as the money wise and whatnot. But if you yeah, want yeah. your problem fixed, this is how you fix it. it. It works very well that way. So it's a repair and a replacement thing. Okay. okay. And uh, we very seldom just do just insulation on its own. I okay. can't think the last time we just did an insulation job. Okay. Because we're priced way, you know, we're, I don't know, four bucks a foot on insulation. Yeah. On your basic stuff, and uh, you know, most guys are doing it for a buck. You know, yeah, yeah. Lowe's and Home Depot do it for a dollar a square foot, and so let them blow and go, guys. You know, we don't do work for them, guys, where they're just trying right. to add some. We do it for you know, we're solving a big problem, is what we're sure. doing. So it makes it very profitable. Yeah, I mean, and you're taking care. Of, I mean, it's important, you know, to emphasize you're taking care of all that roofing, you know, the the, the wood and everything. Like those blow and go guys, they don't care about all that other stuff. They're just blowing it in and they're getting out. Yeah. They could have mold yeah. in there and they ain't gonna say anything because they, they got yeah. they got twenty jobs to get to that day and they don't yeah. give a damn. That's how they're making their money. Um, 
So when you when you so when you give that repair, you just bundle the the you know the insulation with that, so they see it yeah. all as one thing. Okay, good. <clears throat> and then right. insulation, you know, when you're solving a problem, there's not a whole lot of options. There's one option, and that's right the right way. So sure, not a whole different. Uh, sometimes we'll give them some options, uh, but price gets you know we'll do quite a few of them where we're spray foam in the attic. Okay, who's gonna ask you? Okay. I was going to yeah. ask you kind of foam. Yeah. If you use foam or what, what kind of insulation you guys use? Uh, mostly cellulose. Um, okay. I have a, I have a sub that I use for the spray foam. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll bring them in. I got a big one, a big cathedral ceiling job that, uh, the guy had no idea he had mushrooms in his attic. I mean, it's oh. bad. So we're in the process of getting that remediated right now. Yeah. And then the guys are going in to rip off the roof and then we're going to spray everything with spray foam. And um, some parts of the attic space is going to have cellulose in it, but it's going to solve this problem. And, yeah. you know, um, it's triple of what he thought he was going to spend on his roof, but it was all because of the roof, you know, and I did yeah. my face inspection and yeah. It revealed hey, you show a mushroom. I think that's a pretty easy sale if you got an issue. But there's a tricky one. We'll do a few like that every year. So. I'm intrigued by this. Uh, uh, this I don't know. Is a partner you have doing your mold remediation? Is it just the same company that you sub out constantly, and you just know what they're going to charge you, and you build that, you know, that cost, or do you hit them later? Okay, this is what it ended up being, and this is what you know. How does that? How does that kind of work? Maybe walk people through that. Um, you know, with the with the remediation, you know, I stay away from that just because of liability. Okay. Right. Um, I could go get certified all that good stuff and do it as yeah. well, but. Um, I got a local guy that I just reach out to when we run into asbestos in the attic. He'll okay. do the remediation for that um, okay. or the mold, you know, and then right. he can be held responsible if it grows back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we keep ourselves out of the liability okay. part just okay. because of that. So we just sub it out, okay. sub that out to a lo local, uh, local guy and he can take care of all that. I lean on him for questions and whatnot when, when I need to. So he sells it or you sell it and basically sub it to him. I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, yep, we the sell point. it. Yeah, we you sell, sell it. it. Um, okay. We'll always have him go out and look at it first. It's a okay. pretty clear conversation with the client. Yeah. You know, that, uh, we, we need to bring another, we need An to be, expert. bring our expert in to yeah. you know, put a price on what it's going to take to get the mold or the asbestos out of here. Right, right. Um, and some of these, the asbestos stuff, uh, there's some federal rebates and whatnot. He handles oh, all that. Yeah. Um, where they can get that paid for. Um, so, you know, and then the spray foam I sub out, and then my technicians yeah. do the fine tuning of everything. They do the, okay. the baffling, all the ventilation in, in the attic, and then they'll do the okay. cellulose. Um, okay. We do a bunch of air sealing in the attic space, uh, uh, okay. which is, you know, sealing all the pipes and all the yeah. fixtures throughout the house. All right. the light fixtures, you know, you lose a lot of heat and humidity through them. Sure. Um, we'll see the attic hatch doors, um, bathroom vents, all that good stuff. Getting everything ventilated correctly. So, do you get people that'll you know call you like a month or two months later and go, "Holy cow, my my you know electric bill or my gas bill with the winter is way lower." Do you hear that? You hear the success stories? Yeah, from that? yeah. just about every job, you know that. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, pretty detailed that's what you guys do. It's pretty instant gratification for the client. Right, right. Um, you know, we've had a few clients that, uh, older gentlemen, one specifically, 
he he'd have to wear a hat in his house because it was always a little chilly. Oh geez. And he yeah. kept his heat down, you know, he's a cheap guy, so he kept his sure. heat down. <laughs> and uh, you know, but once we insulated him, he come up to our office and he's like, I don't have to wear a hat in my house anymore. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's amazing. Yeah. So That's great. To see that and hear the feedback. So and I'm guessing when you go on a job and and uh, or one of your techs go on a job to sell, you know, someone collecting bids and, and you're the one that goes, hey, did you know you have mushrooms in your attic? That automatically, I would assume I'm going to go with that guy because he actually looked at everything. It's got to help yeah. sell jobs being that thorough, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I like about the two techs that I have. And that's why I have them sell now because they can actually write a scope of work. They know what they're looking for versus just a commission-based salesperson that, yeah. you know, quite frankly, is still learning or um, yeah. is focused on the sale. You know, our techs can go out, whether it's replacement, repair, and scope out an entire job to a T. Yeah. Um, they might call me 10 times in the process to get it exactly right. But, um, but you're the you size know, for that it works. They're just making sure, you know, that they're doing it right, you know, covering yeah. their CYA. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, so they uh, they can write the scope of work and quite frankly, they can do the work too, you know. Yeah. So the, the customers really like that. That's what they really like about. Well, even myself, I come, you know, I'm a roofer by trade. That's how I sure. started all of this is just roofing. And um, so we all can write the scope of work. We can all do the work. Yeah. And the customers, our customer base, that's what they want. And I'm good with that customer base because, yeah. um, quite frankly, they pay a lot. You know? Yeah. And they're right. willing. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I think, this, yeah. And that's our sales call, you know, the, the amount of knowledge that we bring to the table. Um, and we lose a ton because, you know, some people, that's just not their cup of tea. But what I that's found fine. is they're the ones that don't pay you in the end either, or they'll have come dime you or um, give you a bad review for no reason or, or whatever, yeah. you know. So um, yes. the people that really care to get it done correctly and to get their problem solved is we're the right guys for that. I was going to say, I, I think, you know, it's just. I feel like the contracting world has changed. I mean, I know there's lots of competitors out there, but people, I feel like more and more value. We talked about this before I hit record. I think they more and more value um, value and, and their time not being wasted and not having to worry that, um, you know, that this roofing issue is going to pop up again. And, and that's the people that you want. I mean, sure, there are the cheap Charlie folks that, that want everything for nickel. But, you know, if if. You, you just you just work with the people you want to work with. That solves a lot of the a lot of the problems, right? It's just what it seems yeah. like to me. So yeah. Um, yeah, we try to screen them and qualify them real hard now. You know, with that yeah. stuff, and look for that kind of the way the conversation goes. Yeah, I mean, Michelle will put it in the notes. Yeah. Okay, she'll say this guy. Give them a price and run, not our customer. But we're not going to get a bad review by not going out there. Going out there. See, that's a good little nugget right there. Yeah. Yeah. So right. some of them conversations will get tested because people are so strong in what they want and what they believe. They tell you what to do and whatnot. So, you yeah. know, a few will slide by where she's like, you know, it's better than because she'll get on. You know, some guys will be like, oh, you, you know, this, that and the other pretty much. So she'll just book the appointment. Yeah. You won't give but a little window of time to get to that appointment. <laughs> This is this is a this is a uh, yeah this is a brand saver. No, this is a this is we don't want the bad review saver. Yeah. <laughs> they, go out there, they paid the fee, but go out there. You know, yeah. Then sometimes we'll get surprised and they hire us. But sure, sure. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, you know, it's funny what you can tell on a phone call, though, right? And it's so, so, you know, how someone treats you and how they're, you know, and just how they communicate. You're like, oh my god, this is someone I really don't want to deal with. You know, yeah. uh, a large project because they're just going to be on us every minute of the day, right? Yeah, and and that's been the journey is learning to uh, understand and value ourselves more. Be like, wait a minute, here we're we're the experts in the community. We've been around for a long time. Yeah, um, and, you, and you got work stacked up. You're not chasing. You're going to work on our terms. I understand, yeah. you know, the the whole, well, you know, we talked about it. Answer the phone earlier. Answer it later. Um, we're okay with it going to voicemail now. I mean, we used to panic, yeah. you know, get the phone on the first ring. Yeah. Um, You're so in a different spot. We're, we're going to call them right back, you know, and, sure. and they get surprised. They're like, oh, my gosh, I, you know. No one else has called me back, and that then that sells it right there. That's you know, it's calling them sure. back, you know. But because sure. we miss a few phone calls now, the way things are, but um, you know, so yeah, it's right. But you know, like we we talked, Michelle's able to pick up your son Lincoln, you know, when he's out of school, and and I know you yeah. have the woman that comes in later, but you have chosen what you want out of your life and out of your business, and you guys, yeah. and I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah um, that's kind of the journey right now, you know. Um, I'm I'm busy on the west side of the state. I'm building a cabin on 40 acres. That's been nice. my last year of uh, on the Muskegon River, which is a a big uh, local tributary, you know, off of Lake Michigan, and uh, it's yeah. beautiful out there. And uh, so I found a little second spot for me over there. And we've been spending a lot of time out there. Yeah, you know, we we only have one life, and you know, we yeah. you know, this. I know a lot of business owners. We're all. You know, they talk about this work-life balance. There is none when you own a business. Business, um, right. even the guys that you know just manage their business, there there is none. Uh, no matter what, because if you're on vacation, your phone's ringing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you yeah. something's going on, and you got to take care of it. But uh, so we're just we're just choosing, you know, to do it the way that we're doing it right now. It's yeah. working very well. We're re- real happy with it. I love it. I love it. I have one more like tactical operational question and then kind of wrap it up because I know we've been on the phone for a long time, but I love talking to you. Um, yeah, yeah. How, how, do you how do you manage your re-roof projects? Who, who is it just you just trust the, you know, the team that you have uh, that, that does that? Do you have a, you know, a foreman that you that works with or do your techs who sell it go out and check on it? Or how do you make sure that, you know, it's a quality installation every time? Um, yeah. So no production manager. Um, right. Michelle, Michelle handles all the scheduling with the clients, right? right. And all the communication from deliveries to dumpsters and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, what we do is we, you know, and that's been a struggle, you know, crews and installers and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. finding good ones is tough, you know? Right. Right. And, uh, you know, so what we do is we, you know, between the three of us, one of us is stopping by the job. Okay. You know, or we're getting them started first thing in the morning. It just depends mm-hmm. on the job, you know, and where it's at. And, um, you know, so we try to, if it's, if Caleb sells it, Lucas sells it, that's their job. They need to go out there in the okay. morning. We give Got them it. morning time to get, get their day started. Um, <clears throat> and they'll visit that job site prior to. Okay. Um, but really, you know, there's, really not a whole ton you know we yeah we, we do have a couple decent crews and we yeah. do have to babysit them a little bit on certain things sure. but uh we get them started 
but what we do is, uh, you know, as a job's complete, you know, and we tell the customer this work, you know, if I sold it, I'm coming back to inspect it when, when they're done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'll walk the roof or Caleb will or Lucas will. Yeah. And, um, well, they know their, their, their feet are being held to the fire. They're, they can't slap. Absolutely. Through, slap yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was one of the uh, neat procedure we put in place, you know, last couple a couple of years because we yeah. don't have a production manager. Right. Um, or a, a field guy or whatnot, you know. Yeah. Um, so we haven't found that to work with any of the people. So we just manage it ourselves. So you do what you got to do. And then, and then it's just managing that time, you know, making, yep. you know, we used to, <clears throat> the techs would start at eight o'clock in the morning running appointments, you know, they'd have an eight o'clock, a 10 o'clock, a one o'clock. And, oh, yeah. You know, the rigmarole. And we really had to sit down with Michelle and go, you know, you just, you know, that's an overwhelming day for them. And then if yes. something comes up on a job, we have, we scramble. So let's quit scrambling. It's, we yeah. control every aspect of this. And, Right. If you go sideways on us, it's our own fault because we didn't right. plan things out correctly. So, right. um, and it's been a huge adjustment because we're just used to working 24 7 and going on, you know, stop the yeah. down. And we yeah. enjoy doing that. We work hard. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, you know, some of that uh, managing the jobs and managing the technicians and whatnot uh, gets very difficult when we overstack our day. So, sure. Um, We've backed off a lot with their appointments. That's good. And, you know, uh, and they're more pro. I bet it sounds like they're more productive on their appointments because they're not dog tired. Yeah, yeah, they're not because uh, I mean I could overwork them and they quit on me. You know, so yeah, exactly. You know, you can only work so much, and you know, money isn't everything. So you know, getting their schedules tidied up quite a bit. So now they, you know, they'll get started earlier on the days they have repairs, depending on the weather. But yeah. Uh, you know, for the most part, they're in the office, they're on the job site. Yeah. You know, eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. Make sure everything's square for Michelle and the crew will communicate with Michelle and let us know if they need anything. And we'll, we'll yeah. go out there and, you know, uh, we just set all that stuff up with the customer, the, the expectation of what's going to happen and how it's going right. to go down. That's I'm great. going to be out here the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know, they understand that. And, yeah. But they got our cell phone numbers. Call us if you need anything. Right. That's great. That's great. You know, we're not doing the crazy amount of production like we used to. So um, yeah. it's a, a lot more manageable. And yeah. So we just set it up to what we can manage now. And and that's, that's, a, that's very hard, Bob, you know, when you're used yeah. to it. You, know, <laughs> you, you are used to running, man. I know yeah. from your day when you first started. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of ingrained. You're a hard worker, yeah. which I've, I've always respected. But there's a, there's a time for working smart, too, right? Yeah. You know, well, you know Lincoln 7 now. Um, and so I'm coaching his baseball team Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's and cool. I don't want to be rushing from an appointment, you know, right. or a meeting or something like that. So, yeah, um, you know, that uh, we make time for all of that now and yeah, trying to spend more time out there. You know, we're just finishing up the cabin. Yep. Uh, in about a month. So when that's done, we're going to I mean, I, I bet we're going to be out there just about every weekend, you know, that's and, awesome. And, and, and enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. Instead of just work and sure. work more and work more. <laughs> and work more. Right. Right. While I'm building a cabin and working more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, know, you got to get done yeah. building stuff and to sit down and look at the water, right? Yeah. I don't think we can do that. Right around the corner. It's coming. 
no, but you're, 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 you know, yeah. just slowing the pace down and, and yeah. You know, I mean, it's not because we've made a bunch of money or anything like that. It's just it's because we were choosing to, you know, a lot of the choices that us as business owners make, you know, it, you know, it's all on us, you know, and if you choose oh, yeah. to work like that, uh, then so be it. Uh, but right now where we're at in life, it's uh, let's work for who we want to work for, who appreciates us, who respects yes. us. Yes. And in uh, the same thing with our workforce, you know, our people that work with us, you know, yeah. you know, and you know, if we don't have 10 of them, that's fine. But, you know, if yeah. just a couple of them, that's okay. You know, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll get there. So, yeah. Real, real quick. Well, I, because I'm intrigued, you, you mentioned what your techs were making, how, you know, if they're selling roofs, if they're do, selling the repairs, how are they, how are they compensated? Is it, is it, they get a certain percentage for each re-roof? They get a percentage yeah. of each repair? Is it some kind of a new comp system? I'm sure there's people that are intrigued by that. Yeah. I mean, we, we follow the model pretty closely. You know, they get okay. a percentage of the uh, re- replacement, eight to ten percent. Yep. Um, they'll get the ten percent once they hit the hundred grand for the year. Okay. For the month. Yep. Um, so, and then on the uh, repair side, it's uh, a little different, but pretty much following the model, they get a percentage. They get the percentage of the doing the work, and then they get the yep. percentage for the sale. So they'll nice. get uh, if they sell it and do it themselves, they get twenty six percent and yeah. eight to ten percent on replacement. And then they work together, so a lot of the repairs are bigger. Yeah, um, and for safety reasons, we like to send them out together a lot. Yeah. So how? Yeah. Uh, so they just split it. They just split they it. Split. Uh, That's great. Labor eight, and eight. You know, run with it. You know, we're sounds like well. you got a good. It sounds like you got a good team. They sound like they're motivated. They they value the business. They treat it as if it's their own. And you take care of them, right? Because you're not overworked. They're making good money. Everyone's happy, right? You're not less less fires. We're not we're not sitting there and smoldering anymore, right? So <laughs> no more buckets of fire. No more That's fire. right. I no love it. Oh, yeah. Kelly, I can talk to you all day. I really appreciate your time. Hey, last question. Um, well, no, two kind of wrap up questions. First of all, so what are you guys thinking? I know you want to you want to hire some good people, right? And you're willing to wait a couple of years, but is that the next big thing? You just want to try and maybe hire hire a, a salesperson who gets it and uh, you know is, is a right fit? Is that the next big thing? Um, no, no, I don't think I would no. hire another salesperson. Okay. You know, I'm going to grow them from like I am with Lucas and Caleb, you know, like okay. I am with them. That's um, great. Because they're totally bought into everything that we do. You know, yeah. I really need to get them to expo is what I need to do so they can see the whole picture. But, yeah. um, you know, the like I said, the last year, two years, they started to sell and replacement as well instead of just yep. repairs. And so if anything, you know, they're going to just jump right up into, you know, maybe no longer doing the repairs as much and they're selling more. Got and, it. you know, the people I would be looking to, you know, you know, kind of add on right now, some apprentice apprentices to, you know, team up with them on repairs and, and sure. slowly train them to become superstars like them. You know, I've yep. done it for 10, 12 years now of, you know, hiring and firing and all that good stuff. And yeah, and the best way is to just start from scratch with them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and maybe they come with a little bit of experience, a year or two or something like that, maybe five, but as long as they, you know, fit into our model. So that, that would be my next goal is some technician, uh-huh. a technician or a, a, 
two technicians to help them guys out. Yeah. So they could sell more. Yeah. Uh, because I appreciate the hard work that they do for me and all that good stuff. And I'd like to see them get off the roof a little bit more. Sure. As far as some of the repairs. And, uh, you know, maybe another admin to help Michelle out, another part time admin. Yeah. You know, um, kind of going off the Dan Wurzel model of hiring, you know, females that, uh, or males, I guess it could be, but uh, that aren't in it for the money. They, they just want to do something. And, yeah. And they really enjoy it. And they got a big smile on their face the whole Thanks. time. Yeah. And they're just thankful for, you know, hanging out with them, basically. You yeah, know? right. Right. They, they got a good attitude. Really good people. So, um, yeah. But uh, cool. no no big, uh, I said that, that, maybe not, I skipped last expo, but the expo before that, uh, you know, no big, hairy, audacious goals for me. Right. Just oh. slow and steady and super oh. profitable. We're <laughs> going to go with the flow. We got absolute control over everything. We're making money. and Yeah. Oh, if we if we only did a million this year, I'd still be happy with it because I know yeah. I'm making money off of it. And, yes, you are. Uh, we're, our customers are happy and my people are happy. And, and you know, yeah. So we'll just, uh, I guess I maybe follow the model a little bit more instead of growing 100% every year. We'll, we'll, we'll try that 10%. That's, that's, yeah. that's fair. Do what's good for you, man. That's good for you. All right. That's right. All right. Last question. Uh, what advice would you have for other roofers out there uh, in, you know, in the group, uh, outside of the group, how to get to where you are, where you're, you're happy, you're super profitable and you just know what you want and, and, and you're, and you're doing that. Like any, any words of wisdom to them in wrapping up? Yeah. Um, I guess guys with the group, maybe, the, maybe the newer guys, you know, um, mm. some of those old guys in the group, we've seen it all. So, you know, I see a lot of newer guys join. I see a lot of new faces. I don't recognize half the people anymore. Right. But right. Uh, for them guys, it would be, you know, don't worry about what other people are doing. Yeah. You know, as far as revenue and how many salespeople they have. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody's unique in their own way. You don't have to have 20 sales guys. You don't have to have $10 million in revenue because you've seen it on Facebook because the <laughs> next guru is trying to sell you something. There's a lot out there now. Uh, it, it's everywhere, right? It's it's and it's pretty sad, you know. Um, and and we're easy sales, you know. We're we're easy sales for the people because it seems like the easy red button, from yeah. my experience anyway. And, and 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 really the fact there's there's not a lot of value there anyway. So yeah, um, you're getting sold a lot of copy and pasted information. So yeah, you know, stick with the RSI stuff and and, and and implement as much as you can. You don't have to do it all. Right, but uh, implement what what fits you and what suits you, and 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 build your own brand up in your own community. Uh, right, get involved in the community. Um, you know, we've given away roofs. We've done a couple each year in the last couple of years. It's a whole ton of great branding that you can do. Yeah, it's that's very awesome. expensive. Um, I don't pay for a diamond material when I do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I get money donated for the labor. So it's oh it's, man. A lot of times all free to us um you know so don't worry about that top line revenue worry about the net at the end and how yeah. you can keep your money yeah uh, less marketing do less work and, and and you know run the business the way you want to run it. you want to run yeah you know but then there's lots of guys that you know they want to be that five ten million dollar guy and i that's fine um, sure you know i see a lot of guys that do it they got a great group i mean i see Adam down there with integrity, you know, they, but he's got, uh, you know, four or five great, awesome guys right next to him. 
Yeah. You know I, mean? I don't have that, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, that's just not us, you know? So yeah. that's a unique situation. That's a, a unique group of guys. Um, and they can do that and they can do it very well, you know? So unless you have that big group of core people to manage it all. Yeah. So, um, don't get so focused on that, you know, because it's just as good being smaller as well. Sure. Yeah. If you're going to grow, you got to grow with the right people. You got to grow. Yeah, with the right absolutely. People. So good stuff. Yep, well, Kelly, yep. thank you so very much for your time. I love talking to you. You're a great guy. We always, I just always enjoyed it. So really appreciate all your insight. Lots of good nuggets, I think, for people to take away. So again, oh, thank so. you so much for your time. And, and I hope to, maybe I'll see you at this next expo whenever we announce that. Appreciate it, Bob. We'll see you. All right, buddy. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you. All right. See yeah, you, my friend. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Kelly Good of Good Roofing in Burton, Michigan, on how he's enjoying having a happier team, happier clients, and a happier life by chasing less revenue, but enjoying a staggering 22% net profit. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story with sharing and it would also help other contractors, please email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, give us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that I will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the contracting world. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with a merchant fee that fits yours. Visit www.toolbox.mysynchrony.com for more information. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager-to-help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.